Hello and welcome to Nerd Portraits, the podcast where nerds get together to share their passions, stories, and inspirations. Today's guest is Hilary Quintana. Hilary, how are you? I'm great. Thank you. How are you doing? Pretty good. Uh, we were talking out of the air that we met on Clubhouse during the weekend yeah. on a Falcon and Winter Soldier uh, room. And I saw that you're huge into pop culture, into nerd culture, into all yeah. of this stuff. So please share with us a little bit about your origin story. How did you start in the nerd world? What are some of your fandoms, your passions? Please feel free to. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, hi, everyone. My name is Hillary. I consider myself a blurb of Black Nerd. Uh, my main fandom, I will say, is Disney. And then, whoa, Marvel and Disney, right there. Uh, but yeah, the, I consider myself kind of basic in that sense because I feel like I like everything that's mainstream, Disney, Marvel, Star Wars, um, Harry Potter. But yeah, those are kind of like my main fandoms. Okay, great. And what is it about probably each one of these main fandoms that calls you to them what is it about marvel what is it about star wars that makes you want to celebrate it well marvel first of all the superhero the i don't know the topic of being like human but still have these superhuman abilities but still being human i don't know if you can be like we see them they have superpowers but they are human and that's kind of like what the Falcon and Winter Soldier is focusing on right now, like Bucky and Sam, they are Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but they'll, they have their issues, you know? So I kind of like that um, it's the position. I don't know if that's a word in English, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I like that, that difference. And when it comes to Star Wars, I'm don't sorry worry. about that. <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> when it comes uh, to Star Wars, it's, it holds a special place in my heart because when I was little, I played the piano and I was the only girl in the in my specific class. And our teacher had the great idea of doing our end of the year show about Star Wars. And since I was the only girl, I had to be Leia. And I had no idea what Star Wars was. And my dad um, rented out the original trilogy movies and he sat me down on the living room and he said, well, this is a Star Wars, and it's just a very beautiful memory I have with, with him. So, uh, yeah, that's why I love Star Wars so much. And when it comes to Disney, my both my parents are Disney fans, so it's just in the family. Nice. That That's great how fandom <laughs> goes from generation to generation. And we were talking about this as well. You live in Panama, like the, the country, not Panama City or anything like, like that. The country. Yeah, no Panama City, Florida. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And is there yes, a different... Yes, in... No, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, tell us. Yes, that is not Panama City, Florida, people. Um, it's right here in the middle of Central America between Colombia and Costa Rica, the Panama Canal, right there. Is there a lot of people that get confused and think you're talking about Panama City? Every time, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and... Being there, ha we're, we're, I'm from Mexico, it's great that we have the Latin American perspective of fandom. Being outside the U.S., do you think that changes the experience for us in some way? Yes, totally. I, um, yeah, because 
for example, my Instagram, my captions, everything is in English. My Let's Talk Marvel IGTV that you may have seen, it's in English. And I love creating content in English, but I still hear, you know, so sometimes it's hard to, um, to, to, uh, to, to go to that same audience here and in, in the United States. But um, I think it does change this experience, especially when you don't have like Comic Cons or, I mean, in Mexico, you have Comic Cons, I guess, La Mole. I yeah, know it's yeah. pretty big there. But we don't. We just have Panama Comic Con starting like two years ago or something. It's not that big. And we don't have, I feel like our community is not as big as if we were living in the in the U.S. Yeah, I, I get it. Because I'm thinking about like Mexico going to San Diego Comic Con. It's not that far away. It's like a three-hour flight when I go. It's easy. Yeah. And you have Comic Con experience in Brazil. I don't know how far would that be from Panama. Is is it closer to go to San Diego Comic Con or to Comic Con Experience for you? If I go to Brazil, that would be like six tower and a half. If I go to San Diego, that would be probably like seven hours. Oh my god! So to a, Los Angeles, it's like seven hours. Yeah. So it's right in the middle. Literally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like sometimes we're missing that, like. I, I think Colombia has a pretty good Comic Con, but it's not as big as Comic Con Experience yeah. or all that stuff. Have yeah, you yeah. ever been to a con uh, either in the US? My or first, yeah, my first time was 2019. It's It, uh, it was D23 Expo in nice. Anaheim. Uh, but yeah, that's like my only con kind of experience, but I want to go next year so bad. Yeah, actually, this podcast, I don't I don't think we discussed that it grew out of a Comic-Con experience, a San Diego Comic-Con experience. Nerd Portraits used to be uh, con. Oh, my God. What was the name? I can't believe I con profiles. Nerd Portraits was con profiles. I would go oh. to San Diego Comic-Con and take pictures of people and ask them what Comic-Con means to them. So that was like the original oh, so intent. Nice. It was great. It was a great opportunity to meet people, to learn more about them. And now I want to ask that with the D23 perspective, what does D23 mean to you? I've never been and I've always wanted to. Wow. D23 was like a before and an after for my fandom or my pop culture experience. It was my first, like I said, I slept on the floor for three nights on the road. Um, in order to get like to the main panels yeah, but it was such a nice experience and not just that but like finding your people your community yeah. just seeing people that is just like you the cosplays were incredibly insane uh, it was an amazing experience I could talk about it forever I love it I love it yeah th that's great and that's one of the things that I missed the most about uh, like Uh, I was gonna say live action cons, but like uh, <laughs> being there, like presential or however I'll you call it. it, yeah. And I think it's amazing that you find this place, whether it's Comic Con or Comic Con Experience or D23 or Star Wars Celebration, where you meet your people, you find your niche, and it's not only like 
for content creators a great opportunity to network, but it's just a great place to celebrate. And I'm sure you found that in D23. Is there any particular uh, memory, any any funny story that happened while you were there that you can recall that you want to share with us? Well, like you said, our experience with pop culture is not the same when you live outside the U.S. So it was just so amazing when I was there for uh, the Disney Disney Legend ceremony. Nice. And the first honoree of the night was Robert Downey Jr. And I was losing my mind. I couldn't believe it. I mean, like, again, our experience is not the same. We do not live in the U.S. We don't go to these places where famous people are. And when I saw Robert Downey Jr. right next to John Favreau, who is also a hero uh, of me, I was losing it. And then the next day was the, like, the Walt Disney Studios panel, Rock, Angelina Jolie, Richard Maiden, all these people were, were there. And I was like, is this even real? Tom Hawk. It was so much. It was too much. Yeah, that's amazing. And when we say that we have a different experience not being in the U.S., it's not like we enjoy it less or are trying to bring ourselves down. But I think about (laughs) people in L.A. and I'm like, okay, Comic-Con is special. D23 is special. But they have quite a lot more events that that they can go to. I think about movie premieres or these screenings at El Capitan where wherever there's a new Marvel film what they do like 30 films in a row and people show up and there's a new actor introducing each film so I think there's more opportunity yeah that that, I think that's the that's the word that there's more opportunity and it's not only with cons it's also with collectibles I don't know if you're into that (laughs) I have a little uh, Funko Pop Captain America collection I try like They are so cute. I try not to buy them all, um, but I'm focusing right now on getting my Captain America collection. But that's like, I know I'm never going to complete it because like the first ones from the first Avengers are crazy expensive and I am not going to waste that kind of money. Yeah, it's it's more like getting those ones that you really appreciate without getting going broke or anything like that. (laughs) Yeah. Speaking about Funko Pops, there has to be someone somewhere in Texas that has six San Diego Comic and exclusive Funko Pops that were supposed to be mine. I hope you are enjoying them. Whoever's told us. (laughs) Yeah, that they were nowhere to be found. They were nowhere to be found. So oh my god. Yeah. I'm so sorry. (laughs) It's fine. It's fine. It's I, I bought them at retail price, so they were not like crazy expensive. Uh And talking about more about fandom, uh, what is it about this fandom life or this fandom culture that, I don't know, that makes you want to go into Clubhouse during the weekend and talk about Falcon and the Winter Soldier, wanting to celebrate, wanting to enjoy it? What is it that you enjoy the most about this fandom life? I I don't know. We're crazy, man. Like, I've... One thing is that with Falcon and the Winter Soldier, it's not happening as much as the hype that we, that we had for WandaVision and the kind of theories we had, but I yeah. still enjoy it. I just want to get answers as soon as I watch the episodes, you know, and just hearing other people, um, their thoughts, what they love about the shows. It's so rewarding. It, it, I don't know. It's kind of like when you see someone else's success, and you still feel happy for them? Well, I feel happy hearing other people talking about how happy they are with these shows. 
and with their experience in these fandoms overall. It's just the same community, the sense of community. That's great, the sense of community, and that's really important. And talking about Falcon and the Winter Soldier, we are two episodes in. Spoiler alert, I guess, but if you're listening (laughs) to Nerd Portraits, you probably caught up with Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It's a pretty common audience. It's... Uh, it crosses. So, what are your thoughts on the show so far? What have you thought about it? I love it. Uh, I'm black. I'm Latino, but I'm still black, and um, I'm loving the fact that they are like touching some subjects in there. Like we from Endgame, we knew that it, it was ho- hopeful for uh, Sam to get the shield, but it was also not going to be easy. And I love that the show is touching those subjects like racism, which is something very strong right now. And I love that they are also shining a light on mental health, like uh, what they did with WandaVision, now with Bucky. Uh, the action is great. I am not myself an action girl, like with action movies and stuff, but the action is great here. And Baron Simo, Simo, it's one of my favorite Marvel supervillains. So I cannot wait to see what they do with him. Nice. Yeah, I think it's a great show so far. And compared to WandaVision, how are you enjoying it? Like in a different way? Are you trying not to go crazy with theories? Uh, you got caught up yeah. in, in any internet rabbit holes with WandaVision theories? Or were you enjoying it for what? WandaVision. One division was hard, man. Like it, 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 it literally kept me from sleeping with all the Mephisto theories and the Agatha Harkness theories before we knew that she was uh, Agatha, although we knew all along. Yeah. <laughs> um, but with Falcon and the Winter Soldier, it's been more shield, which I like. I mean, I feel like there's no many, there's, there's not much room for theories or for us to go that crazy about theories. So even though if there was room for it, I decided to sit back, relax, and enjoy the show because I'm not going, like you said, down that rabbit hole. But yes, it, I can't. I guess it's different. One division was cool, was different. There's people like are finding Falcon and the Winter Soldier very slow. I still like it. I love it. Yeah, I think it's a great show so far, and it's something different. It's not the same thing as WandaVision. I still hold dear those first three episodes of WandaVision that were full sitcom and not like a traditional Marvel movie. I think that was amazing. And talking about these Marvel TV shows and talking about that fandom experience, uh, not being that close to a U.S. audience, how do you think this worldwide release is helping change that narrative because I see people from all over the world. Disney Plus is in a lot of places right now. And mm-hmm. talking about the show at the same time, don't you think that's great for us? It's like the Flag Smasher goal, you know, like one world, no borders. Yeah, I, I mean, like I, the closest thing I can think about is Game of Thrones, which was like HBO. It was a little more prime content to get because HBO is not a it's not a cheap subscription service but you have Disney Plus people watch it either at 2 a.m. I don't know if you're part of the 2 a.m. club for no I no. can't <laughs> no, no no I love my bed yeah yeah I, I stay up to watch them but I see the conversation throughout the weekend 
being almost worldwide. And I think this doesn't happen with the CW DC shows because we Anything. don't even have the CW here. <laughs> so, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And they, they have like a two week delay, even a month delay. So I think Disney Plus is changing that. The game. Yeah. Like we can talk about probably people from the US are listening to us right now and we are caught up with their show that they are watching at the same time. Finally, because yeah. it was horrible when you had to wait. Yeah, and we're, we're getting movies at the same time. And speaking about movies, uh, we are getting Black Widow on July 9th. And are you hopeful for that movie? Are you excited for Black Widow finally to go to get out? Uh, More I or mean, less? <laughs> I'm all about people empowerment. I'm all about our girls getting their own shows and movies but i was seen not not uh, how do i say it, it was without something bad um i thought that that would have didn't need um a movie first of all okay. and second we were supposed to get this movie last year and with all the delays i think the hype has uh, has died down you know so i'm i'm still gonna watch it i'm still gonna go to the movies and risk my life <laughs> to watch it but uh i mean let's wait and see yeah i think i'm gonna go the disney plus route i don't think it's actually gonna come out at the movie theater here i don't know how it worked in panama with raya and the last dragon did you get it at the theater no we got raya through premiere access but the theaters are just coming uh back to opening so i think black widow is going to be on on the theaters if not then i'm going to give willingly my 30 dollars to marvel and disney plus yeah i mean it's it's quite pricey but i i, I hope it's worth it it was worth it for raya and we're getting a marvel film after so long and are yeah. there any other marvel projects that you are particularly excited about that are coming soon loki Just because yeah. I know it's going to be maybe as crazy as One Division, and the possibility of all this um, multiverse stuff, uh, the Eternals. I am not very familiar with the Eternals history on the comics, but I love Richard Madden, so I cannot wait to see him in the Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe and Spider-Man because there's been so much rumors about this movie. I just want to know what is going on. Yeah, I'm really excited about the Eternals as well. And just as you, I'm not as familiar with the property, but just knowing that Chloe Zhao is getting so much Oscar hype, yes. and, and thinking like she's probably gonna win, and I I think they're waiting for her to win to announce like from Academy Award winner Chloe Zhao comes the Eternals. So, they need that. Yeah, then I, I think it's gonna be great. Marvel will sell any and everything they grow they they produce but having an oscar nominated director is just crazy and i think she has the right like mind and vibe to that kind of movie so i'm really excited to see what she does yeah and i think it's gonna be a great movie for representation i think we're getting our first lgbt couple on the eternals there's gonna be a deaf superhero So that's always great to see Marvel shifting into a more yeah. welcoming phase. And the cast is amazing. Yeah. I think that's going to be a great movie still. November 5th, I think. 
I don't know. Don't quote me on that. And <laughs> yeah, I, I they have changed their dates so much that I have them all like too many times. Up. And then I see those tweets like, oh, Shang-Chi would have come out today. I'm like, oh, my God, no. That hurts. <laughs> <laughs> too soon. Way too soon. And um, you mentioned Star Wars, Disney, uh, Marvel. Uh, are there any other properties that you can think about? Maybe some TV shows that you are a huge fan of? Or maybe... I was a big fan of um, Game of Thrones until the last season. I think that's just like a common feeling yeah, yeah. <laughs> to the entire world. <laughs> oh. I was so sad with what they did. Oh my that God. O- that opens let's, a rabbit hole. Let's not talk about yeah. it. Yeah, I, yeah. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> I saw a meme the other day. Sex, yeah. Zack Snyder's A Game of Thrones season eight or something like that. <laughs> 20 Please. hours long. If it, I don't know. It's it was just horrible. It was horrible. That's my my thought. But yeah, Game of Thrones. Um, I can't think about like Disney owns pretty much everything that I like. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it's crazy. oh Broadway. I love Broadway too. Oh Broadway, nice. Um, is there any particular musical that you are really fond about? Uh, well, Hamilton, like the rest of the world, but my favorite musical is between Hairspray and Waitress. Nice, nice. Uh, I know you didn't mention it, but are you excited for Into the Heights? Yes, 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 yes. So excited. Latino representation. We want to see it. Yeah, I think it's going to be great. I'm a huge fan of Lin-Manuel Miranda. I think he has great charisma and he's super talented. And I'm patiently waiting for him to be in a Marvel movie. Matter yeah, of time. He's crazy talented. A genius. Honestly, a genius. Yeah. And also, you are about to start your project, your own podcast, Pop Multiverse. Yay. Is there anything that you want to tease about this podcast? What you're going to be talking about? Please feel free to tell people to subscribe to your to your Instagram website, uh, to your Instagram profile, to follow you. I know it's still not on air yet. But feel free yeah. to tell us what it's going to be about. Well, aiming for a first week of May launch, it's going to be in Spanish, though, uh, for all my Hispanic people or bilingual people. Um, and it's going to be mainly about what pop culture means to us as fans and to the community. We're going to focus on movies, uh, TV shows, streaming services. Uh, music and entertainment news and yeah i mean if you want to follow us you can follow us on instagram at pop multiverse pa for Panama because someone else had the pop multiverse handle <laughs> but yeah we we haven't posted anything yet but we are on that way great still follow them even if there's not anything yet you're gonna be the first ones to know wonder once there's something yes. up and Uh, exactly. Going into the last part of the podcast, I like asking random questions. Uh, don't worry, they're just like pretty trivial questions. So I have like a okay. <laughs> digital raffle and I pull out a number and, and I get the I get the, the question. So there's going to be the first one. What okay. is your favorite kind of sandwich? My favorite kind of sandwich? Uh, BTL sandwich, I think. 
Okay. Or like a good old grilled cheese sandwich. Okay. Talking about BLT sandwiches, I saw a tweet thread the other day where people were debating what is the most important part of a BLT sandwich, the bacon, the lettuce, or the tomato. Which one do you think it is? I mean, bacon is just flavor. I I guess I will go with bacon. With bacon, okay. Yeah, I that's think, so I much think flavor. It's the lettuce. Really? Yeah, I, I, the, the, with bacon you can't go wrong. It's just like greasy, and greasy is. I love grease. <laughs> <laughs> so if if you have like a pretty crappy lettuce that's not crunchy and it's oh, just like soggy, yeah. your you're bread right. might fall apart and all all that jazz. I don't know, just what I was you're thinking. Right, you're about. Right. <laughs> um, it, no, tell me, tell me, you're going to say something else. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's a team, you know, a team effort. It gotta be perfect, you know. Yeah. The yeah. senses. <laughs> yeah, and also, if it's not streaky bacon, you might have a pretty crappy BLT as well. Talking True. to you, Canadian people, if you are listening. <laughs> uh, let's think about. Let's pull out another question. Um, okay. If you were to get rid of one current Avenger, which one would it be and why? Oh my God. Okay. Um, I don't want to be bad towards this character. I think he already got it bad, but Hawkeye. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jeremy Renner. It shouldn't uh, have yeah, been Hawkeye. Hawkeye. The, the, that I was 100% convinced that he was going to be the one that falls for the soul stone. It should have been Hawkeye. Yes, you're right. Like, well, I guess I'm excited to see the new show because of Kate Bishop. But like, yeah. I mean, he, he's just Hawkeye. <laughs> why is it Hawkeye and why is it not called the Kate Bishop show or something like that? Well, we don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, let's let's have another question. Um Okay, what's your favorite 90s jam? 90s jam, like song? Yeah. Ooh, I'm gonna be basic with this one. Uh, anything Bastard Voice? Yeah. I want it that way. That's that's a jam. Look, that's my karaoke jam right there. I want it that way. <laughs> nice. Are you a Brooklyn Nine-Nine fan? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I haven't watched it last season, but yes. I know what you're talking about. I yeah, know what that, you're that cold <laughs> open is great. Yeah. And last question. Who is someone in fandom that inspires you? Someone in the fandom. Can be a reporter, Ooh. a fan fiction writer, an actor. You know what you think just there. I'm going to say your last um, guest, Mr. Brandon Davis. Oh, nice. I admire him so much. It gotta be like my two favorite entertainment reporters or hosts are Brandon Davies and Angelique Roche from Marvel and from Ace Comic Con. They're both super great. And I love what Brandon does. Um, this sense of positivity and helping each other. It's just amazing. And he came out, you know, from the ground up. I love them so much. Yeah, that that's great. I, I wasn't expecting the other. And it's great to have people that have been guests in nerd portraits talk about each other. And I don't know, I, I that's great. 
I, I hope he listens His to that. His episode was great. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> and Hillary, thank you so much for being on Nerd Portraits. 30 minutes flew by. Thank That's, you for having me. You're welcome. Please feel free to plug in everything and anything. Where can people find you on social media? Go ahead. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Hillary with double L underscore Michelle. And you can follow my podcast, soon to be podcast at Pop Multiverse PA on Instagram too. Great. Hillary, thank you so much for joining me. And that was Nerd Portraits for today. 